Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is Archery Unfiltered, the show that cuts out all the nonsense and gets right to the core of what it takes to make you a better archer. What's happening, fuckos? Archery Unfiltered Brotherhood uh, and Sisterhood, or uh, whatever your preferred pronoun is. If then, they. Uh, happy Wednesday, everyone. It's uh, Oh no, it's Thursday. Shit. Sometimes these, uh, you know, these middle of the week days all kind of blend in together for me. I get into a crazy routine, you know. Um, it's been a pretty, pretty good week. I I hope you guys are all having a positive week. I kind of feel like, this might be selfish of me, but I kind of feel like when I'm having a good, (laughs) a a good time, good week, there's like some kind of positive cloud that's kind of just hovering over all of us and we're all feeling it. Um, man, did any of you guys catch the ASA event? Uh, Dan McCarthy shot it with like a back injury and you could see him. He was like, he was wincing. He wasn't really enjoying himself, but he fucking won it. And it was like some ungodly, like he went into it sitting fat and first, like (laughs) it was like, I I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, you know, cause my brain has holes in it, but uh, he was, he started off in a really heavy duty, like first place. And, um, he just needed to shoot a 10 to win it in the end. And he just shot fucking dead center 10, but he was wincing. He was in pain and he just shot his way through it. It was, it was badass, And, uh, it was a good ASA. They weren't calling a bunch of bullshit in, you know, like when the, we've all seen those photos where it's like a quarter inch out and they're like, Oh yeah. 12, 14, <laughs> none of that really going on. I did notice something crazy though. A lot of dudes are running V bars. I saw Dan McCarthy's running a V bar. I think he normally does, but then I saw Levi Morgan running a V bar. Uh, that's new, right? Then there was a dude that shoots for Martin running a V bar. It was just crazy. I, I was shocked at how many dudes were running V bars. Uh, I wonder if this is like something, I wonder if like Tim Gillingham's like four bar thing is running off, rubbing off on people and they're like, eh, let's start with three. <laughs> start with the V bar and see how that goes. Most of you guys listening to this show know that I'm normally against V bars because I feel like you can get a good balance with a single bar on the side, but eh, far be it for me to tell someone like Dan McCarthy or Levi Morgan how to set their bow up. So Maybe there's something to it. Maybe, just maybe, you guys will see Wendell try a V-bar. <laughs> I'm getting some Carbon Craft bars in. I'll have, um, so I'll be able to get my my set back from my buddy. 
and uh, I'll have two front bars, two back bars. Maybe I'll go full Gillingham and uh, and just go four bars for Redding. <laughs> I think he's got some kind of custom bracket doodad that allows him to put his, you know, all his bars on it any which way. So I know a bunch of you guys are like, ah, Wendell, you can't do that. Uh, I have access to a machine shop. I could definitely do that. It look ridiculous. But you know, you could also get two of those uh, recurve V-bar mounts. Set one low, set one high. and It wouldn't look like an H. It would look more like an X. But shit, four bars right there. But uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've always been against it. But damn, seeing these guys do it. And you guys know for... Um, for ASA, like they're not shooting at an orange spot, they're not shooting at a little X ring. That's def- clearly defined. Like they're they're eyeballing shit. And then I think on top of it, this division was like ju- you have to like judge your own yardage. So those guys must have to hold it insanely still, which must be where that V bar comes in to uh, play. I just man, I, I don't know. Maybe when, if Bodie does it, Bodie Turner does it, then I'll do it. <laughs> if <laughs> Bodie is like to me is the perfect example of how much shit do you not need? Like what do you need to win Vegas? Bow check, fat arrows check. Uh, not even crazy point weight check. Uh, hinge release check. Bam, strong mental game. Boom, that's all you need. You don't need anything else. If you guys check out Bodie's bow, he's not running anything crazy. He's got a stabilizer mount high, but in the back. So that's kind of interesting. I think that girl, Liko Ariola, also um, also runs her bar like that. Crazy, crazy. Especially when you run your, on Hoyts, on those Invictus, when you run your bar mount stable, or your... Uh, your back stabilizer off the the top rear mount. You can't use your um, what have you string stop. I don't think. I might be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure you gotta kill a string stop. And uh, Invicta with no string stop, it's jarring. <laughs> it's like getting shaken in a jeep going downhill in present day Ukraine. Like it's just it's crazy. So. But, you know, I'm kind of a puss. I shoot a Matthews with a string stop <laughs> with high let off. So, like, you know, some would call me a puss. But it's really just about getting arrows downrange, ain't it? So, yeah, if you guys have time and, you know, you're looking for a couple minutes to kill or a half hour or whatever and football just ain't doing it for you anymore, check out that ASA on YouTube. It is a fun, it's a fun one to watch. I just watched the... Oh, sorry guys, I'm so tired. I had to work overtime today. Boo, <laughs> boo. Um. Uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, I'm sure. You know, I didn't watch the uh, division of the known yardage. Uh, but I bet that was a barn burner as well. I I'm probably gonna watch that next time I do the dishes. So, this weekend is the Fresno Safari. If you guys are down there right now, 
it's going to be one hell of a weekend. I don't think this is going to be your regular Fresno Safari. Um, word on the street is a lot of name pros are going to this Fresno Safari to shoot this Team Money event to get geared up mentally and probably, you know, equipment check. They're getting all dialed in for Reading, which is fucking two weeks away, man. Not even two weeks, like a week and a half. We are on the precipice of Reading, the greatest 3D outdoor event in the NFA arsenal. Like, uh, I'm super excited. Uh, registration yesterday opened for the Blind Draw Money, which is fantastic. Um, fun fun event good way to get some practice in and make sure your gear is on is to they let you shoot part of the course um you know and some people would say that's cheating but it isn't (laughs) it's not at all so uh you know with that being said oh that's oh this is the second thing i hate saying Two things I hate saying that you guys are going to hear me say all the time is, for me, right? And then, with that being said, <laughs> ugh, both both phrases are uttered nonstop by everybody. And I'm guilty of it, and I hate myself for doing it. So, yeah. Eh, I don't know. You guys will have to excuse me for being so tired and working like... <laughs> two hours overtime today for me that's too much but with that being said we'll get back to archery um okay so fresno safari is going down it's uh you know two-day event it's going to be out it's it's outlaw like the what i like to call the third leg of the outlaw um (laughs) it's a really good event i think i shot the equivalent of like a nine 13 or a 916 most recent like the most recent time i shot it um one of my favorite events is the event where i first met aaron hall the shark killer um who else jimmy b you know i had fun shooting with those guys down there um let me see it's the home course of the infamous john weaver our 900 record record holder so uh look alive people like that's that's just our legends that's not even the guys that you know from outside the the pros that are coming from outside that are going to try to tear shit up um so yeah so aside from the fresno safari last weekend was a little bit shoot called the sonoma bowman was it the sonoma ultimate shoot I'm probably butchering the name. Um, But it was a 28 target, three arrow event. So that comes out to a 924. It's kind of like the the standard score that most of us safari guys judge ourselves on. It's basically day one of an outlaw event. Or it's the the standard score for like most novelty, you know, orange spot safari style shoots out here. Um, it It was really fun. Okay, so... I know I told you guys I had struggled like a couple weeks ago and I struggled by messing up the center shot in my bow and then you know I'm trying to solve this problem where I'm chasing windage um 
And so, uh, I'm sorry. And so, I I felt like I fixed that. I talked to um, my friend Tom, and you know, if you guys listened to the last episode, you already heard. You know, Tom Parkinson, mad genius, uh, told me the steps to go through to get my bow back to shooting a solid center shot. Um, so at the ultimate shoot, uh, it was, it was awesome. Like I, I started off a little rusty and, um, right when I started to get kind of warmed up, the wind started picking up and then I got a little, I got a little bitchy basically. And it was weird. Like I started shooting poorly Right, so I'm shooting in the wind, and I'm just not a good wind shooter. But my attitude got so crappy because um, I had it in my mind like the bow's fixed. Now I can just do my thing, and I don't have to shoot a crap score. Like not really, like giving respect to the art of shooting. And you know, there was a shot where I took a shot, and the wind carried it way out. And I just turned around and was like, fuck. Um, or I said something like, fuck this, right? And it's a real crap attitude to have. Um, and I didn't really realize it until I walked around and started talking to the other guys. Everyone shot a little under what they would normally shoot for a 924. All right, The two highest scores were 11 down. They were 913s. But the 913s were held by two of California's top shooters. All right, it was Mark Rubio and Austin Watts. It was pretty much two two giants, all right, in California safari archery. And I'm some of you guys out of state are like I don't know any of these guys. Um you know, just pretend I'm saying names that you know, okay? In your state. But the message here is what's important. Like the moral of this is what's important. I talked to both of these guys. Both of them were like Yeah. The wind was there, but I took the shots. You know what I mean? Like, neither of them was like, "Well, the wind fucked me up." Neither, none of them did that. And um, they were, they were like, Mark was a little down on himself. He went, but he was just simply saying, "Like, I got lazy. That's all it was. I won't be lazy next time." And uh, Austin was just like, "Nah, you know, you went, you hit some, you you missed some. Oh well." Um. Their attitudes were so perfect for a competitors. They weren't, even though both of these guys are well capable of shooting 920s, right? And you know that's what they wanted at a shoot like this. Um, but they were just so mellow. And I was, it. you know, I was like harping on the wind. And it wasn't until my drive home that I was like, holy crap. I've become like one of these little like, like sniveling shooters where they're like, nah, nothing was right for me. Blah, blah, blah. This didn't work. Blah, blah. And it's just like, dude, I used to have that attitude of just like, nah, when some, sh- you lose some, whatever, you know? Um, and I was even talking to Doug, Doug Rosin was there. The guy that I had on this show not too long ago. And I was like, man, the wind was just blowing me all over the place. And it's just blowing, or I was like, the wind's carrying my arrows everywhere. How can I build an arrow to resist the wind? And Doug was like, you know, you really can't. The wind's going to blow you around. It's really not going to do much to your arrow, especially if your arrow's flying super fast. And um, he made a good point. It was like, 
you know, it, it is true. That's the whole thing about like the hype behind the wind bar, the stabilizer that's super skinny so that it can like cut through the wind. Uh, the big hype about that shit is the wind blows your body too, homie. All right. So what do you do when you got a skinny stabilizer and it's blowing your fat ass body all over the place? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know i'm t- I'm speaking personally like for myself I, i'm a big boy now so i can say that uh, fat fat jokes are for for us by us um so yeah my attitude very very poopy uh and i can honestly say like that's your attitude is part of how you shoot um, like if you let your attitude go to shit, your shooting is going to go to shit. And maybe that's not like a, a dead set hundred percent promise, you know, that's always going to happen, but it might, <laughs> you know, it's a better chance. You'll have a better chance of shooting shitty if you have a crappy attitude. Um, so yeah, I think I went out there thinking, okay, I, my bow sorted all out time to get back to shooting 918s, And then I didn't. And I uh, basically just threw a baby fit in my own brain. Um, what do they call that? Fussiness. <laughs> but luckily, I got good models. I got guys like Austin and, and Mark and Doug and Randy Long. All these guys are perfect models of how to behave and, and how to carry yourself. And I, I used to think I was as well, but... Uh, you know, I got a million excuses why <laughs> why not. None of them are any good. You know what I mean? I don't want to sit here and give you guys excuses. That's not what my MO is. And uh, you guys know how I feel about people telling me why they shot bad. I just don't want to hear it. You know, that's not what we're in it for. We're in it to shoot good. We're in it to push ourselves and do something great. Or maybe even surprise ourselves and, and go beyond what we think we're capable of. So when people give me the mm, yeah you know i slipped in poop before i got out the front door today it's like <laughs> come on man we don't want to hear that but um i can just tell you you know i can like right now all i can really tell you guys i don't feel like i can honestly give good advice about archery unless i'm shooting good right so if i'm not shooting good i can just tell you guys how it's going for me and what are the what are the things that I'm picking up on and learning about all this? Um and a lot of it right now is like mental game stuff, like the attitude thing and keeping your attitude sharp. Um there's another thing that happened. I got beat and I know he will never say this. Like my friend that beat me will never say this. But there I had a friend in my group, uh my buddy Rudy that I've been shooting with for years now, right? He beat me pretty soundly, and I got to watch him do some really good shooting. Um, so here, here's how it went. Like he, he beat me by a point, but normally I can beat Rudy by anywhere from t- 2 to 10 points, right? It's not, I mean, I'm sorry, Rudy. You're, gonna, <laughs> you're probably going to be like, hey, fucker. For like the past few years, I've been able to beat Rudy from anywhere, but you know, you can't count him on two hands, maybe even sometimes a foot, right? 
Uh, that's how many points I can get on this guy. But long before the wind even kicked up, Rudy was shooting like just perfect shooting. Like he was hitting damn near middle of the spot. He, his attitude was, he had this attitude like, let's solve this problem. All right. Like you guys ever come, like come to a target and you see some people are like, Ooh man, that's far away. Or Ooh, that dot's tiny or Ooh, that's really steep. Right. Normally when you, when you say something like that, when that's the first thing that you say, or God, God forbid that you verbalize it. Right. And then cement it into reality. Um, but when you, when, you know, when you let that be your first initial reaction, like, Oh boy, this is going to be a tough one. And Mark my words, Reading's coming. There might be a guy in your group that's going to say it. Oh, I hate this target. This is the 80-yard downhill buffalo thing. Ooh. Um, they do themselves a disservice by saying that. And one of the best mindsets, at least in my own experience, is confidently approaching the target and then thinking in your mind, how am I going to solve this? Like Visualizing. Because when you say, how am I going to get this arrow, these two arrows in the orange, right? You're visualizing the, your two arrows in that orange spot. And then it's just a matter of pulling the bow back, you know, going through your shot process comfortably and confidently. And, you know, reading the tar- target also. Is, is there wind? Is everyone hitting left on it? What have you. So... Rudy had this great attitude where he was, I mean, along with being humble and and a a good sport about stuff, he just had a good approach to every target. And one of the things that I always preach that Rudy used to not be a big fan of is that you use your friends for benchmarking, right? Or maybe guys at your club. You see a guy that shoots X score. Um... Let's just say, for example, a 918, right? At one of these safari events. Well, <clears throat> maybe you're going to be like, well, I want to beat that guy. So that means I have to learn to shoot a 918. Um, and eventually you, you get flighted or you get in that guy's group and you slowly start working at getting better and better and closer, right? And I've said this before on this show that when I'm in a group, of people I'm aiming to be the top score in that group and if there's another guy in that group that is shooting hot I'm gonna try to beat like let's be real okay like of course in archery the goal is to shoot perfect right it's perfect like uh, Randy Tucker always says that he's got this beautiful phrase where it's the goal is perfection right you're trying to chase perfection it's got nothing to do with the other guys right but having another guy on your bail that's shooting good that you want to beat definitely helps to push you to shoot better because maybe you won't take a, a carefree shot. Maybe you'll you'll aim harder. You'll execute stronger, you know, because you don't want to lose to this guy. So, you know, when I'm in a group, that's my thing. Like, I'm, I'm looking to be the top-scoring guy in that group. And uh, if there's another guy that's throwing heat, I'm going to use I'm going to use it, you know? Like that that should be you know, I'm sure that 
there's a sports psychology book out there that will be like, ah, here's why you don't do it. Because when that guy steps on your toes, you might shit the bed or whatever. But um, I told Rudy about this. I mean, I tell all my friends about it. You know, like when we go to practice, we're trying to beat each other. You know, you're trying to shoot better than you have before. You're trying to set a new PR all the time. They call it PR or PB, personal best, or a public record. Anyway, you're trying to shoot one of those, right? Um, and so you can use your friends to help you. And so, yeah, yeah. Anyway, might not always be the best thing because really you got to do it. You're the guy that you're shooting against yourself ultimately in the end. Like your biggest enemy on the field is going to be yourself. Um, but hey, maybe sometimes you and that enemy can shake hands and you can whoop on a buddy. And in the process, maybe you shoot a, a new public record, you know? <laughs> Personal record. I know you guys out there are like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> so anyway, Rudy was never a big fan of that. Um, he didn't like that when, if we had a friend of ours that was like, I'm coming for you. I'm going to try to, you know, I'm going to beat you on Sunday. But lately, like a, like a couple months, maybe like a month ago, Rudy was like, you know, I get the, I can, now, now I can see the strength in that mentality. I can see how that can help you get better. And he told me that when we shot this last weekend, the second he got a lead, which was like target two, he got a one point lead. He was like, I'm not giving that lead up. I'm going to, I'm going to hold strong. And it fueled him. Like it pushed him to shoot stronger and cleaner shots. And God damn it. He did. He shot great. And I mean, okay. He shot under what Mark and Austin shot, but he sh did shoot better than I've, I think I've seen him shoot in a long time. I'm, uh, I mean, there was large parts of the day where Rudy was not giving up any points. So I don't know what that, you know, do with that with what you will do with, do with that. Anyway, so I like to say iron sharpens iron, right? Which is like your friend is iron and then you're iron and then you rub your bodies together and you get sharp, right? Um, so now I'm <laughs> between me and Rudy, I'm on this receiving end now. <laughs> I'm the, the power bottom and this, uh, this archery dynamic that we got. <clears throat> How does that sharpen me? All right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to explain. Some people, and, and I've heard this said other ways, but some people, when they get pushed down to the bottom when they become the uh uh the bottom the bottom hoe if you will <coughs> it just fucks them up they just fold and then they you know they don't change anything but they continue to get more and more frustrated when things don't go their way that's one person the other type i'm sure there's a bunch of people but that's the one that i that i've seen the most of the other is the guy that is like, okay, time for me to get sharp, you know, uh, I'm going to use this fire to, uh, to cook my food here 
and, instead of letting it burn my whole fucking uh, trailer park down. <laughs> I'm going to use this to cook my crack. <laughs> and so um, that's exactly what happened. Uh, you know, as much as I love Rudy, I don't want to lose to Rudy. Uh, you know, Rudy is like, to me, I got to get past Rudy to get to these other guys. Um, so I'm out practicing. I, uh, the day after went out to my local range and started practicing. Like, and so here's the thing you guys might be saying, well, you know, my buddy beat me, but I don't have time to practice. What am I supposed to do? You fucking make time. Um, the only thing that tells you not to practice, right? Like when I wake up at 4.50 in the morning, there is a cacophony of little demons telling me not to practice. They are saying things like, you are so warm in bed right now. Do not get up. Uh, don't go look for your shoes. <laughs> don't go carry your gear to your car right now. Just chill and enjoy your morning. <laughs> but there's a problem with that. I don't know if you get like this show is going to be a lot of phrases when I get into the mental game stuff because a lot of the um, mental game stuff is like bits and pieces of things I've heard here here and there. If you listen to those demons, okay, and you stay in bed, you become exactly what you want to be. Now, that's a phrase. I don't know who said it. Uh, I didn't come up with it. But think about that. You are exactly what you want to be. So if you want to be comfortable, warm, and not shooting a bow, that's what you'll be. Uh, that's not what I want to be. So uh, I want to be I want to be a sharp piece of iron. So uh, Monday morning, 4.50, alarm went off on my phone. My ass was up. Got my gear in the car, went to the range. Um, Tuesday, 4.50, alarm goes off. I'm at the range, you know. Wednesday, 4.50, guess what I did? Didn't sleep in. Nope. Those demons do not talk to me at 4.50. Oh, they they do. I just ignore them. Um, <coughs> and you don't have to listen to these little phrases or idioms or whatever that I'm throwing out but listen to some older episodes that I've that I've interviewed some good shooters and you'll remember guys like Ben Hobbs saying oh which was whose birthday it was just recently happy birthday Ben you don't look a day over 30 um Ben said you don't have time make time shoot before the sun comes up I think he was talking specifically for indoor in that case um kind of need the sun here but guess what it's the time of the year where the sun is up at six or close to it you can see a target at 6 a.m in california if you're on the right side of a mountain you know um other guys on this show that have said inspiring words that i live by or i try to live by when it comes to getting my my shit together uh like randy long is another one. He says, I will not be outworked. I used to eat, sleep, and breathe that. But, you know, 
since becoming a a soft dad here I've let that part slip a little bit so <clears throat> I'm in the process of recouping it and getting it back together couldn't be any better timing than two weeks or oh, one and a half weeks before reading am I right <laughs> y'all that are coming to reading I got hats I don't have any more shirts left on also the like shirts but I got hats and I got stickers if you guys want them uh, hats are 25 bucks stickers I'll throw in for free if you got hats otherwise stickers are a buck <laughs> but you guys know me I ain't trying to sling a bunch of shit I'm just trying to get out there and have fun but uh, I do appreciate everyone supporting the podcast my buddy Adam <laughs> was showing me uh, stickers that he's just put up like I don't know, like on the, <laughs> I don't know if it was the bus or what, but he's like got one on his phone, got one on a Tumblr, had one on his Uber, like who, I don't know, he's just putting stickers everywhere, I love it. Uh, other people are showing me they're putting it on their bow presses and stuff. Uh, I just want to thank everyone for flying the flag. Uh, I couldn't be more honored that some of you people like listening to this show. And uh Yeah. I just got a message from a guy named Peter from, I want to say he's from Nevada, maybe from Reno, because he got my information through Charlie, uh, Charlie Roof from Impact, um, uh, Impact Reno, is that what they call it, Impact Las Vegas, Impact Reno, the other Impact, the non-California Impact, and this guy Peter sent me this heartfelt message saying he likes the show and, uh, he really digs it and i asked him and i was like you know is there anything else you know is there anything i can do for you is what i ask most people is is uh is there anything i can do for you is there something you want me to talk about that i have you know or you want me to sprinkle what i think <laughs> i don't want to say my wisdom when i start shooting a good score i'll start saying wisdom again but and he just said no he was like it's an awesome show thank you i'm like dude thank you man like that stuff gets me off my ass to record these <laughs> so anyway hopefully you guys can pull a little bit from this talk about mental game uh you know keeping your your attitude positive not being a not being a poopoo boy <laughs> um if you can't and you got you need more here's what i got for you Paper tune uh, is step one, always. Shoot a bullet hole through paper and go have fun. Uh, bear shaft tuning, I see it. It's it's dope. If you can do it, it's awesome. But, uh, man, recently I've been shooting through paper all the effing time. Just to see what, see what the bow's doing, see what I'm doing. Um, it's a really good indicator of what's going down. So, all y'all that haven't shot, that haven't shot your bow through paper er, lately, do it. Um, I mean, it is getting really close to reading, so if you're getting a higher low tear, I don't know if you want to change it unless you got time to go to the range and get new sight marks. 
But man, get that bullet hole, get out to the range, and refine those marks. Check them. Uh, super crazy. At, I was saying like a couple weeks ago that my archer's mark, my sight marks weren't really lining up, right? I'd punch in two, and then I'd have to punch in a bunch of correction numbers. Well, bullet hole through paper, and then sight and scope leveled correctly. Those numbers are on point. They are on point. How about that? Uh, could not be happier with my sight marks right now. Um, yeah, it's all me at this point, and just like it is for you guys. All you guys that are shooting Fresno Safari this weekend. It's all you, baby. I got it. total faith. Keep your mind positive. Keep the bad attitude away. Have fun. Who was it? Oh, my buddy Joel. He said <laughs> some brilliant shit. He said, you know what? Like, win or lose, whatever. He's like, uh, life is short. I'm not doing this shit for anything other than to have fun. He's like, why would you do it if you're not going to enjoy it? And he says, if I can't, uh, you know, what, what was this? Saying something like, I'll, I'll shoot good when I shoot good. Uh, but the main goal is to always enjoy that I'm doing it. And it's just like, dude, all you dudes are brilliant, man. Archers are some of the most brilliant people. Don't get me wrong. A lot of us are complete dum-dums. <laughs> Sometimes ignorant dum-dums. But, uh, man, some of you guys, with the wisdom and the positive thinking, it's uh, if you guys could bottle that shit, you could sell it, man. It would be better than absinthe, you know, which is terrible, actually. But it would be good stuff. I'd buy it. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks to all you positive thinkers out there that helped me get my attitude back together and get ready for Reading. Uh, I got... Uh, Five more days to practice. Maybe six more days. So, I'll be at the range every day. Getting it. Alright, guys. Uh, let me know. Shoot me a line. Uh, what you guys want me to talk about more. Uh, you know, until Reading is over, I'm pretty much just going to cover, like, my path to shooting uh, and preparing for Reading. Kind of similar to what I did with the indoor thing. Um, I mean, this is probably going to be the last episode. Oh, you know what? No. I'll cut an episode when we get up there. Because we'll, we'll be up there on Wednesday. Um, let me know what you guys want to hear. Some of you guys are like, I want to hear from some, from some more pros. I'm tired of hearing from you. All right, cool. I, I respect that. I'll get some. That's why I got Doug, Doug Rosin in here. So you guys could hear some some brilliance at play. Um, some of you guys said mental game. That was like the other thing. You want a more mental game talk. So I'm trying to crack some books. I'm, uh, I hate reading, but I'll do it for the, for the team. Um, and then the rest is like bow tuning shit, tuning arrow builds, the basics, keep your bow manageable, keep your arrows flying straight. <laughs> All right, guys. This episode brought to you by DB Custom Coatings. Darren and Bet, my homies out of Napa, are Saracote and Bows. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but.
but I got a Matthews TRX 38 all ready for indoor and it looks sick it's battleship gray it's got electric blue serving served strings it's built in the exact way that my outdoor bow is built i love it this is the this is the first time in my life that i've had two of the same bow and one was dedicated for indoor and the other was for outdoor so what does that tell you guys come a long way <laughs> started from the bottom now i'm in my basement um yeah good luck to everyone shooting the fresno safari this weekend you guys i'm rooting for you uh let's uh shoot strong show them that show all these pros coming from out of state that us californians aren't just a bunch of communists all right show them we can shoot some arrows too <coughs> all right guys this episode is also brought to you by carbon craft stabilizers uh, I'm pretty sure I already did a sales plug in the beginning for those, but you guys know I love those bars. If you want to try them, catch me at Reading. I'll, I'll have my demo bars on me. I'll break them off for you so you can go uh, <coughs> play around with them. Shit! If you if you can catch me on uh, Thursday, I'll let you shoot them for the uh, the blind draw event. If you want to see what's up. All right, <coughs> all right. Again, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for the support. I appreciate all of you guys, and I will keep doing this shit until you guys tell me to stop. All right? Peace!